I think the strength and depth of my squad has shone through even more today because we had seven, seven injured today before we started the game. So we've tested the squ full squad to its capabilities and it's come up trumps and a really good performance as well. So, you know, everything today is, uh, is very rosy and, and looking very nice. And it's always nice going into an international break, having picked up the three points, put ourselves in the top half, got into double figures uh, after seven games and now can we push on? when we reconvene in a, in a couple of weeks' time? Well, I, I, I do think that, you know, the players that have come in, it's been difficult to get them, as I say, to get them, you know, they've come in, missed the start, missed pre-season for whatever reason, picked up injuries, and it's just been difficult to get a balance to the team. We get them all out there playing. I think when we get everybody OK, I'm, I'm sure we can be more solid, um, you know, when, when the midfield players are all fit, and that's something we've got to do. We've got to be difficult to beat. You, maybe we've got to be a boring nil-nil team, uh, and try and nick a goal when we can. We're not, we're not a team that I don't think can be that expansive because we, we leave ourselves too open at the moment. The second goal came at a very good time for us because somewhere along the line, QPR had to get in the game and that was probably the spell 10 minutes after the second half. But once the second one went in, I think it just killed them off. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Knees Up Mother Brown West Ham podcast. And don't forget, this is volume 3. Joining me here in the studio, firstly, James Longman. Here we go again. Here we go again. And guess what? On this show, we've got guests. We've got special features. We've got content. We've got and, nonsense. And we've got a studio guest. Yep. Russ Williamson, research and insight person at Dave. <laughs> Evening. The Channel Evening. Dave. The Channel Dave, which we're all just saying, I mean, what a channel. Best in the business. We're running some of our old programs, though. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great channel. It's it a great is. channel. And you love repeats. And What's we're all over next it? week to Dave. So I love Dave. <laughs> What's on Dave tonight, Russ? Just for... Holy uh, um, Falls? No. Top Gear, probably. Top Gear. Yeah. Top Gear, QI. Yeah. All the Model big ones. Week. All the big guns. All the big guns. And we've got all the big ones on this show yes, today. What a link. Seamless. We've got Jimmy Walker coming up a bit later. Jimmy Walker. We're hoping to chat to the Kiwi Hammers from across the other side of the world. We're going to have someone who hates Kevin Nolan. Yeah, the booing. We've got a booer. We've got a booer. We've got... Uh, what else have we got? Oh, yeah, we'll talk about Stuff. the QPR game. And we'll also talk about gold ruling out the Carol Sound. We'll finish on predictions as we always do. But how do we start, James? How do we start? Feedback. Feedback. Feedback is how we start. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I was put under Big pressure and I panicked. Big fan of the show. I've never heard it. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Feedback. Firstly, we had Jack Quigley. Hi, lads. Quiggers. Always always enjoy the pod. Even this week's mad scramble for guests and content. I listened in from near, near Brisbane, Australia. Last week, we ran an AC Milan coaching clinic for a bunch of kids, which was overseen by former Milan player Andre, Andrea Icardi, who also played at Lazio with Al Paolo and was around Milan when Paolo was there too. I managed to find five minutes to quiz him about our hero and what it was like to share a dressing room with him. He said, You are from West Ham. West Ham is a great team. I have been to the stadium. It is beautiful. Paolo loves West Ham. The fans love him. He wants to coach at West Ham. Of course he does. He was a great player, but he was crazy. Such a good player, so much skill, but he's crazy like Balotelli. Paolo wants to please the fans more than Balotelli. When he signed for SC Milan, he drove down the street in his convertible, throwing fake money out of the roof and watching the people running behind him trying to pick it up. That's fake money? Fake money, yeah. It's an Andrea Icardi story. So that was Tom Quigley. Bizarre. He finishes... Uh, sorry, Your Jack Quigley. kind of went <laughs> halfway through. Well, you, you know, commi you committed. That's the thing, it evolves, doesn't yeah, it? You committed. Language evolves. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Jack Quigley signs off. Keep up the great work. Come on, you irons. Next up, we had uh, an email from Chris Ludlow. Two people I am sure would make good guests are Steve Bacon and Steve Jones. Keep up the good work. So, we last we heard Steve Jones... T4 it, Steve Jones. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's, too, he's too busy shagging, he's I just imagine. Been he's just got married. Did, has he? Yeah. Off the market. Um, but Steve Bacon's not one we considered. Stevie Bacon we would be good. To, I bet he's one. got some good stories. Of course he has. Of okay, I will tap him up. Tap him up. Uh, we also had Balam Boy uh, not quite up to your usual standard he begins and this, uh, so this is 
this this section of feedback is dedicated to uh, the, the reactions to what was a, a poor very, show last very week. Hurtful. Did you manage to catch it, Russ? I did. I and did. What was your thoughts? That's why I came on this week because I thought <laughs> it can't be any worse than last week. Therefore, I'll come on. Someone I mean, commented their favourite bit was me saying, "Can we hurry up? I've got to get back to work." <laughs> <laughs> it was three hours. <laughs> I love the fact that you're just like, "We'll edit this bit out." And yeah, you're just no, like, actually, we won't. Because... That was very much conscious. <laughs> that was intentional. Um, it's like zoo radio (laughs) Um, so this is feedback based on last week's episode Balan Boy begins not quite up to your usual standard started well enough in a test match special when rain has delayed play sort of way but descended into naughty schoolboys thinking about which teacher they can ring up and annoy I seriously thought it might have been you calling Harry during yesterday's game Um, we had one from Hong Kong Hammer so, I mean, I mean, you'd think he'd got it'd be busy with all the protests that are going on, but he's found time <laughs> to get in touch with us to say sorry, guys. Not quite the the the, le- the pond the pod of legends. That last one was a little bit painful. Hey, you guys are natural and funny. You got a bit obsessed with not having a guest when most of us just love your talk anyway. I mean, what's your reaction to that, Joe? That's a shit sandwich, isn't it? <laughs> Essentially, what he's coated a compliment either in- side <laughs> <laughs> with bread. <laughs> There's shit in the middle. And you're having to eat it while everyone listens. It's shit on my f- he's just shit in my face. Well, <laughs> well. Thanks a lot, Hong Kong Hammer. <laughs> um, another bit of feedback. Hong Kong Hammer, you should be out. Stop protesting, mate. I know, what's he get doing? Get out protesting and stop emailing us. Democracy will never fully reach Hong Kong if everyone just sat there emailing us. <laughs> right? So get out there. You know, so make a change. So, so we can be topical. <laughs> I know. Um, well, I mean, this is a democratic podcast, and if people have got things to say, we let them, uh, yeah. including Rob Galloway, who said, I think you're underselling like, the podcast, personally. Rob Galloway being the guest, yep. the stranger we interviewed last week. Yeah, he was bored. He called in. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, had a, we had a tweet from Matt High who said, can you give me and my son a shout-out on your next podcast? Both Big Hammers fans from the Lake District. Although his son is small in an oversized shirt. Yeah, that is odd. Check him out, <laughs> Matt High on Twitter. We also, um, again on Twitter, we had Mr. London, who said, finish this week's podcast. A lady friend had a few dates with Tecanio and has quality anecdotes if you ever need them. Yes. Ooh. Well, Mr. London on Twitter, get in touch, podcast at KUMB. Uh, we want to hear this. Or tweet tweet us and we'll get in touch and we'll... Yeah. That sounds well, great. Hey, that, this is the that sounds brilliant. This is the platform. Canio dating stories. Wow. Oh, That's on. an episode. <laughs> That's amazing. Mr. London, get in touch with us. Podcast at KUMB.com. We want to hear these dating and, and stories. And if your name is London, or if you yeah. just call yourself Mr. London. Um, either way, I'm either on way, board. We, either, either way, we want to know more. Um Claret and Blue View, uh, which is at Hammer Time View on Twitter, said, Think Rednap finally got your phone call answer phone message. Now, he's captured a vine of the QPR West Ham game and Harry Rednap's reaching for his phone. Oh, yeah. It's ringing and he passes it over. James, were you ringing him? We did talk about this, but I don't think we actually yeah, did. During the sh- yeah. no, can you imagine the game? That's quite funny. He passed over, didn't he? As if yeah. like, oh, God, I can't tell you this now. Yeah, I wonder who it was. <laughs> it's those dickheads again. <laughs> <laughs> There's several Mr. Londons on Twitter. I assume it's not the guy that's uh, got dreads. No. It's the guy who's tweeting smoking me. Weed. <laughs> it's the guy who's tweeting me. Okay. We'll find it. We'll 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 find him. Um, now, just to end this feedback section, we've got a brand new feature on the show. It's called "I Saw Christian Daily," and the sting for it goes like this: Oh, I saw Christian Daily, so I did. <laughs> was that good enough? Or no, that was really good. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> Firstly, this is a feature was that last Alex week. Salmon? I don't know. Yeah, into <laughs> it, was, Alex it, was, it was laced with bitterness. <laughs> um, Tom Budden got in touch for this new feature. We asked you last week, "Have you seen Christian Daily?" We had some responses. Some people have seen Christian Daily. Firstly, Tom Budden. I was honoured to have met the great man on the evening after the Spurs lasagna gate in the Green Man pub in Toot Hill, Essex. I think he was on the bench and didn't play that day, but I still tried to buy him a drink as a thanks for a great season. However, he refused, insisting that he was buying the drinks that night and got my mate and I a pint to celebrate beating Spurs. He mentioned he was thrilled for the fans after the win as he knew how important the match was and was looking forward to being involved in the FA Cup final. What a ledge. I want curly hair too. So, I've had that song in my head all week for some reason. What, the, the jingle yeah, to the start of this Christian feature? Daily. Yeah, oh, the right. jingle. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, any others? Yes, we had Tom Lawrence on. Hi guys, I once saw Christian Daly in Sainsbury's in Romford. <laughs> Naturally I was starstruck. He gave me a nod and an all right. 
What a guy. What a story. If you have so seen... So where was the first place? The first one was in a, the Green Man Pub in Two Hill, Essex. The yeah, second place, Romford. Sainsbury's Romford. He's on the move. He's on the move. And this God. was born from... You saw him on the train. Yeah. And I saw him to the marathon. Yeah. And I saw him at Glastonbury a few years back. I mean... Have you seen Christian Daly? <laughs> you like, need to get in touch with this podcast. Podcast at KUMB.com. If you have seen Christian Daly. Hey. Right. Okay. We'll think we're ready to move on now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about what? Well, you're not happy with the quality of the Scottish accent, what? No, it's very good. Good. Thank you very much. You're a man of so many shit accents. <laughs> well, so, you know. Um, <laughs> oh, Christian Daly! <laughs> that's Christian like, Daly always like, on the toilet yeah. as well. <laughs> That's, 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 someone case of that's someone spotting so Christian Daly. Isn't that oh, obvious? Okay. Is that Christian Daly? <laughs> <laughs> Me and his shade. I think it's Fat Bastard yeah, from Austin Powers. Yeah, that was, that was who I was channeling. Christian Daly sounds like. Exactly. Right, QPR game. We won 2 0, Russ. I beautiful, mean, beautiful. Come on, good times. It was unbelievable. And the thing I found with it is that the whole game we were comfortable and it felt so strange. Like the whole match, I think we just sat there thinking, this is quite comfortable. It was only yeah. that moment when Zamora came on and I thought, here we go. Old player, yeah. going to boss us. Yeah. And he looked big and strong. Like From yeah. our seats, he just looked an absolute yeah. beast. And he was yeah. going to dominate Tompkins the whole match. Yeah. But but no, we shuffled what a around. result. Were you pleased, James? Yeah, really pleased. It was a lovely performance. It was lovely, wasn't it? It was very, uh, it was well-deserved. They didn't, I mean, they're pretty poor. So let's not get carried away. But he didn't cause us too many problems. I think Adrian made one save, one good save. Had that one um, uh, Charlie Austin chance, didn't they, in the yeah, second half? Yeah. And Charlie Austin was is the kind of donkey that usually scores against us. Yeah. Uh, and especially because we've been leaking goals a little bit. Mm. It was um, it was lovely to get a clean sheet and lovely to score. Every time we go forward, it looks like we might score. Yeah. yeah. How exciting. It's funny about How Z- exciting. Like Zamora, you mentioned, Russ, like... Uh, whenever he played for us, I never really felt him like a threat. I always thought he was a bit blunt. But when he came on against QPR, he looked... 10 foot taller and he yeah, looked, yeah. looked dangerous I loved him when he was at West Ham I thought he's a you know he got yeah. us up I thought him and uh, Hare were together amazing but just the injuries didn't really go his way yeah. but no he's, he's definitely got he's definitely got it it can just turn but, it on like, like when we went up in the playoffs he just turned it on suddenly he'd yeah. been a bit average and yeah. then that goal against Ipswich where he like he volleyed it over the head, like the head of the yeah, Ipswich yeah. goalie to take his team up that was I mean great play and it was nice to see him back he got a really good re- uh, reception actually. yeah and Rob Green yeah. giving the hammers oh, uh, sign was lovely oh don't weeping I've literally got tears in my eyes thinking about that. It was a lovely moment. He came down. He came down. So Rob Green came down to the Bobby Moore end, and, and I think he just paused for a second to see what the reception would be like, and everyone applauded him. And at that point, he gave the cross hammers, and tears were streaming down <laughs> my cheeks. I think it, what was lovely about it is because Rob Green, you never think he's an emotional person or actually cares yeah, that much because he's yeah. always he doesn't speak in hyperbole really when he's he's kind yeah. of he's to always fact, quite point. restrained isn't he and, yeah. um, well yes, like a we any well. modern football like he it? doesn't care yeah. that much and that was, that was a really lovely moment where he did that because I just thought I think like with him though probably over the years when he had all the stick like for England and yeah. stuff we did stick by him like you know the fans did yeah. always get behind him so yeah I think he probably appreciates that um, but it was uh, a lot they all, I mean Rio didn't get much of a reception, did he? But then well, again, he's been he back so many times yeah, now, yeah. it's just kind of... And beat us so many again. times. But I felt uh, it was quite a classy uh, support yeah. yeah. in terms of applauding our ex-players. I thought it was nice. Yeah, absolutely. Especially ones that gave quite a lot for us, which they did. Well, mm. I mean, this feels like a good point to talk about the next thing we were going to talk about, which is one player who didn't get a good reception was our own captain, Kevin Nolan, Russ. I mean, what, what do you make of it? Horrible. Yeah. I just think... He's one of the best captains we've had, and all the players talk about it, what like a good motivator he is, mm. and he looks like a leader. And I think when we are 2-0 up, and there's like 10, 15 minutes to go, what a player to bring on. What a player yeah. to like organise people, to like really G him up. And I always think like he can score. He's dangerous. And mm. maybe when 15 minutes to go, players are a bit more tired, maybe he can come into his element, because... Yeah. When against Man United, I just I was wishing him to score, and it's just yep. such a shame that he was like marginally oh, yeah. offside. I thought, what a way to shut everyone up by him coming back, popping up, getting the equaliser against Man United, and yeah. that probably would have just eased a lot of pressure off him. But yeah. I just don't, I don't really get it. I don't, I don't get in general booing your own players, but mm. booing your own captain. I know. Right? It's just, yeah, it's I, not quite right. I think at this point we should speak to someone who did boo Kevin yeah. Nolan. Okay. 
before we get any more thoughts. Okay, well, we've got on the show now someone who didn't necessarily agree that Kevin Nolan should be greeted with cheers when he comes off the subs bench. Welcome to the show, Dave. So you've identified yourself as one of the people who are booing. Why? Um, to be honest, it's um, I know people say he shouldn't live in the past, but I think he's... Um, obviously, it stems from the fact that I don't want him back in the starting eleven straight after his mm. um, injury, which is what I can see happening. Um, first of all, I was dreading when the team got announced on Saturday that he was going to walk straight back into the starting eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's from last season. I thought he was a disgrace. Um, I think his performances were below par, and what he calls himself a captain when he's the first person to go and slag the F off or um, be straight in the face of an opponent is not what I see as a captain. Mm. Um, I mean, personally, from when Mark Noble grabbed hold of um, Adrian the other week against Liverpool, I mean, that's what I'd like to see. Mm. Um, I don't I don't think that running up to the ref, shouting and screaming in his face is, is what should be done of a captain of, of my, my, my club. So, so out of interest, so, so would you prefer a captain? Because it's interesting that, because I don't mind uh, a captain haranguing our players and I don't mind a cap- captain haranguing the ref and I don't mind a captain haranguing their players. So would you prefer an Upson who kind of silently watches the world go past or would you rather a Nolan who's kind of shouting, screaming and geeing people up? Um, I mean, it, I don't rate a Matthew Upson as a captain. Um, mm. Never have and didn't at the time. Um, I mean, for example, you couldn't see what he was doing. Maybe he was captain because of what he was doing on the training pitch or mm. in the dressing room. But um, with Nolan, I think, you, as I say, you need to lead by example. Um, and I don't feel that um, screaming in the face is leading by example as a captain. Mm. But then do you think that screaming at our own players is an example as a fan? You know, because it's I, a similar like thing, isn't it, really? Mark Noble did by screaming at... Adrian to get him back in shape is yeah. is what I like to see rather than what you know that wasn't in a danger of, of blowing over but when you know Nolan's calling the referee every name under the sun mm. and is is not very far from his card every week you know that's that's not what you want to see you want to see him leading by example and get sent off like he did twice last season yeah but I think leading by example I think I feel like he does lead by example in terms of getting everyone going and geeing the fans up and getting people, you know, players obviously respect him. They always say about how good he is as a captain. And also, in training, you always hear reports from inside the club and outside the club that he brings everyone together. And I, I would argue that he's the best captain we've had for a long time because of that. And arguably, off the field is almost as important as on the field for bringing everyone together. And I think he's done a fantastic job for that. I agree. He's had, he's, he's, he seems to, from what I've read, off the pitch seems to be doing all right. Um, and I, I can't dispute the fact that he's had a great career and, um, you know, he, he's been one of the, well, one of the highest scoring midfielders from in the Premier League for a, a while now. Um, but I just don't see that what he's doing at the moment is, is valuable and it's not so much booing uh, the substitution, it's booing, um, because obviously I know everyone wants to get on Sam's back, it's, mm. it's a case of booing the fact that I don't think he should be um, walking back into the team and, and what he's done, he needs to have, in my opinion, a little bit of time out and, and work mm. on getting match fit after his injury and um, you know playing a few development games, things like that. Which he did do, he, he, he was playing yeah. development, he, he played a game in 90 minutes, didn't he? Yeah, um, yeah. To try and get fit. What I read on from that report, he was largely... Ineffective. Well, I also read that he played centre back for much of the game because their player was because <laughs> the player was sent off. So I don't think you have to be that effective in that match. He's just getting fitness back, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, I agree as well. But you'd look for someone like Nolan mm. to be dominant in games like that. Um, I mean, if he's, if he's caliber. Dave, what would you like? What would you like to happen essentially? I mean, would you like to see Nolan have like a reduced role at the club, like coming off the bench in the last kind of twenty minutes with, and losing the captaincy? Would that kind of rehabilitate him in your eyes? Um, I don't know. This case of rehabilitating him, mm. I mean, he's getting coming towards the end, in my opinion. So I don't think it's a case of rehabilitating him. Mm. Um, I think a very reduced role, where um, you know, if we're playing teams that we need to. If we do have that goal lead, do we need to 
um, defend or mm. uh, be, have that so-called defender in the opposition's half, um, then I agree that he should maybe come off the bench for the last 15, 20 minutes. But when you're playing at home against a team like QPR and you're 2-0 mm. up and you know we could have scored more, I don't see the point. I, I, mm. I just really didn't get it. But, but what if what if a player like Joey O'Brien had come on instead of Kevin Nolan? Would you have booed in that instance? I mean, he's obviously not a particularly gifted player, doesn't get amongst the goals, but would you have booed him? Um, Is it purely down it, to the behaviour? If it was a like-for-like like substitution, yeah. I mean, yeah. if it was, um, for example, Jenkinson had come off mm. for, for Joey O'Brien, then no, I wouldn't have booed mm. that. But if he'd pulled off Zarate, like yeah. he, he did for Nolan, if he'd pulled Zarate off and and brought um, O'Brien on, then yeah, he'd probably had an issue with it. Okay. Probably then, not booed him because I don't dislike Joey O'Brien. Mm. <laughs> and, and then Dave, so what do you think, as a player, Just I, this isn't, I'm just curious, what do you think effect that has on a player when, when you get booed when you come on, and to the team actually, especially to the captain? Do you think the players, do you think, oh, there's a reason players don't respect the fans anymore, or do you think, as a, paying, a guy who pays a lot of money to get a ticket, do you think you yeah. can do what you want because you've paid your paid your price I wouldn't say I could do what I want but I think that having booing in respect of that when I've paid the money that I do um, you know to, to go and watch West Ham I feel that that's a little bit of say that I can have you know yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm not saying that I should be on the board of the, the club but when I when I express my frustration for booing I, I wouldn't expect to be called you know um not a true fan, for example, mm. like I've seen on 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 his mother Brown. Yeah. Okay, Dave. Thank you very much for joining us and uh, sharing your opinion. Much appreciated. No problem. No problem. Cheers, Cheers. Dave. Thanks, Dave. Mate. Cheers, Dave. Mate. There was Dave. Uh, and it's uh, well a rather controversial opinion. However, you know, having heard it, I have to say, it's not completely outrageous to think Kevin Nolan doesn't deserve to be in the team at the moment. Um, that his behaviour last time, last season wasn't becoming of a captain of West Ham United. I think like, those opinions are, are relatively valid. The problem I have, which I think you do, is the booing. Like You shouldn't be booing your own player. But, it, I mean, do you see any justification there? No. I mean, it's never... I can't look. Yeah. Look, to give, him, to give Dave credit, uh, Graham on come put out a tweet to yeah. all of his followers saying, who wants to call in and speak about it? And he was yeah. the only one who responded. Yeah. So I give Dave full credit for that. I don't agree with a single word he said, but I give him credit for that. I think it's it's against, it's not going to help anyone. I can't, so when you're two new up mm. and you're having a, you're cruising at home to QPR, personally, I, I feel like shut up shop, 15 yeah. minutes, bring on yeah. Nolan. I yeah. think he showed that he's trying to get fit by playing for under-21s. Mm. I don't expect him to shine in under-21s. Mm, no. I think that's nonsense. Um, <laughs> that's stuff That's stuff about him shining, by the way. I th- like, come it's un- on. It's under-21s. I just, why didn't he? Why wasn't he man in a match? Well, because uh, he's trying to get fit and not get <laughs> injured. He ended up yeah. going centre-back. Like, for I know, much. but I just think there's... I, I don't... I can't get my head around it because I just don't... I don't... I can understand people grumbling... And walking out because it's your right, you pay the money. Mm. But I just don't understand booing your players. I don't think. I mean, unless it's something completely outrageous, I think there's uh, like there's no excuse for a booing your players. Look, ca- no. someone but, like- obviously he has let himself down in the past, <laughs> and his performances haven't been great. But you'd like, but and he that a- should never transfer to the support. Yeah, but I think he redeemed booing. himself when he let yeah. he, he openly he put his hands up and said, yeah. I, "I let the club down." But then he went on and scored what two goals twice in was, one game and won us those points yeah, which February, arguably kept us up in yeah. February he was so important to us and yeah. that was yeah. after he had he had fucked up and he admitted he fucked yeah. up and I think it's such I can't I, so I get I almost sort of pissed about it because I can't get it there's a really good article today um, by by Torre uh, Soyland who's a Norwegian West Ham supporter about booing on the on the come website and he was like saying you know captains get sent off V, you know, you want captains Rooney. with fire. You know, mm. Keane, mm. you know, Vieira, all these Zidane. players over years. Can you imagine? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm going to boo him because he got sent off for doing something stupid. I mean, he did yeah. do something stupid. He came back redeeming himself. Yeah. He was like on the bench at Cardiff away when we won that match. He was geeing all the players up. Yeah. He was so passionate about it. And I just can't understand booing him. I just can't understand it. It's not his fault for coming on. Yeah. You know. Exactly. And, and I don't know like he doesn't deserve to be there. And also yeah. he got us up, don't forget, as also, well. Also we're playing well. He comes on for fifteen minutes. He's not walking back into the team. Exactly. Mm. I think like if it was nil nil at home to QPR, 
and they were taking off a really attacking player like Zarate yeah. and bringing him on, the, and people were going, he's not really done yeah. enough to warrant that place, and you can understand it, but we're 2 0 up, and let's, 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 let's remember we're West Ham. You know, we're, <laughs> we're, we're only just getting yeah. to the point where 2 0 at home is comfortable, and we're like, hang yeah. on, yeah. this is a bit weird, but let's protect yeah. it. I think it, I saw it quite similar to when Collins came on and we brought him on, and yeah. it was a bit like of a, oh, why are we bringing Against Collins Liverpool, on? Yeah. But we were to protect it. Yeah, exactly, and I thought. And that was with Collins for Lambert. As a straight, I I can't. Like okay. a few years back, I'm not saying it's. We've had a very lovely start to seasons. So I'm not going to go. On. <laughs> a few years lovely. back, <laughs> a few years back, we had. Um, I remember it was against Harry Epstein. We were one 0 up. I think it was Boxing Day. Yeah. And we were still attacking with about five minutes left. We're still attacking, <laughs> and they broke away and scored to one all. And I was like, why are we still attacking when we're one 0 up and it's five minutes left? And they went up there and then scored, and I was so angry. And to protect a two 0 lead. I'm happy with it. Thanks very much. 15 minutes yeah. done. Did you kick Stop a post out of anger? Yeah, that was post. That was post. Bit <laughs> in the front dust. of a child. That's embarrassing. <laughs> All right. Okay. Anyway, well, I think we've on. done. I think we've done the Nolan stuff. I um, love you, Kevin. Do we want... <laughs> Hold me. <laughs> so next up on the Needs Up Mother Brown podcast, we have a genuine Colts hero. He won a place in the hearts of every Hammers fan simply by saving a penalty from Frank Frank Lampard in front of a sea of claret and blue at Stamford Bridge. Welcome to the show, Jimmy Wacker Walker. <laughs> Thank you very much. How are you? So, Jimmy, I mean, genuinely, you're a cult hero to West Ham fans. What do you think it was that made you such a legend in our eyes? Uh, do you know what? I had such a fantastic time down there. And, it, it, you know, there was something for every year. When I was there, first year was fantastic. Like, you know, mm. I knew it was going to be something special when I first went there. I had a couple of clubs at the time. Lucky I'd been at Walsall for 10 years and I ended up, I thought I chose the Hammers and it was, it was fantastic from there, to be honest. And made me welcome from day one then. Obviously, in your, in your away debut, if you do save that penalty, it sort of helps a little <laughs> bit as well. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't do any harm. So, like, <laughs> no, you, l- like you said there, you had 10 years at Warsaw. I mean, uh, and you're a legend there too, of course. Like, So, was it a tough decision to break away and come to West Ham? Uh, no, not really, if I'm being honest. I mean, I had a, like I said, a fantastic time at Warsaw as well, but it was it was time to go. You know, I've been there 10 years. It was, we were probably at the top we could get, which was a championship. Mm. Obviously, I played it. I played there a few times at West Ham and loved it down there. When I played there, for I get a chance, I'm playing in front of that crowd every week. Um, so yeah, it was it was an easy decision once I knew Paws was in for me. Mm. Uh, went down to chat to him, showed me around the ground. I was I was sold. I think I would have signed for nothing, which I think I basically did. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you joined in the summer of 2004. So West Ham had just lost a playoff final, and you come into the squad. I think originally you were number two behind Stephen Bywater. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, I spoke to Paz just about two days after it. I mean, he was lower than a snake belly at the time, Paz. But he, you know, I, got, I met him down there, um, and he sort of said, "Look, the way it's going to be is you and Steve fight it out. Really, he'll be mm. number one at the start, but if I can get you in, he can get you in. Um, if you're doing better than him, I'll play." I went, "Oh, that's all I needed to hear. That's that's enough for me." So, so that was it, really. But I mean, I, t- I bided my time a little bit. I had a decent pre-season, and I'd had a few uh, good games leading up to that. Um, do- doing well in training, I'm thinking I've got a stop. Stevie did okay, but he had a couple of iffy moments. I'm thinking, mm. "Come on, boys, you got to play him." I think I knocked on his door every day. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, boys, it's bad time. <laughs> so he, he, he played it in the cup games, did okay in that, and obviously then I got the nod for the Chelsea one and had a decent game in that, and I would say that. I thought that's it. I'll get the I'll get the chance. But he still held off playing us really for a little bit. Um, mm. I think I, I got in the team, but I had a bit of a groin injury, so I didn't get too well when I got in. And another spell on the bench, and then I think he was sort of, he was on the bus going to Wigan, and I think he was sort of mid-table with about 20 games to go. Mm. And I think the chief exec was behind him, the chairman, the... Uh, I think the Grim Reaper might have been behind him as well. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he, I didn't even know I was playing. His folders are like 10 to 2. He said, well, I need you. And I know you need me, yeah. <laughs> I think we, we got a 2-0 win at Wigan or 2-1. Good boy. Was he giving me some sweeties, yeah? Good. More bribery. That's great. Well, I've got another couple of minutes. <laughs> uh, no, that was, um, that was it, really. We never looked back. I think we went on a... I think I played about the last 17, 18 games. I think we got, even went to... I think we'd blown it at towards the end we had Sunderland at home if I remember right and we lost 2-1 they won the, the championship there Yeah, and we thought we'd blown it but then we went we won the next couple or was it the one after that Watford away and sneaked in and we started saying the rest is history I mean he's still a bit sore from it yeah well, <laughs> well of course but I mean like you getting into the team coincided with the, the decent run that got us up to sixth and we sneaked into the playoffs so but, but did you was there a good feeling around that around the club at that time was it like did you feel like we were going to do it we always did I must admit mm. even though we were sort of mid-table around that time when I, when I sneaked in and 
Paul's was under severe pressure. Yeah. Um, but I think just as soon as we got him a couple of wins and a bit of confidence behind us, I'm not shouting to me, brother. One of the And I think once uh, once we got a couple of wins under his belt, it's, we sort of all gelled together. And I mean, we had a great team spirit anyway. The lads there was fantastic. Mm. It was all together. I mean, I think I can remember first day we signed Teddy and he sort of said, right, team bonding session. I, I knew who was going to get on from that moment. Wow. <laughs> I, knew, I knew Essex was going to be the one for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, we had a great team spirit. And like I say, a couple of wins and got a bit of pressure off pause and we, we just thought you know you know what we're going on a run now and you could just sense it and we thought we blew it at Sunderland at home yeah. um, but you know we managed to sneak in on the last day no face Tommy Rebka trying to absolutely axe everyone <laughs> give away a penalty uh, yeah. <laughs> be like Tom please just don't tackle just don't tackle please. <laughs> <laughs> don't tackle anymore don't say anything and don't tackle please <laughs> and we managed to scrape in literally last day and then that's it We, uh, being honest totally honest we 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 was 100% knew who was going to win it. Wow. Wow. I mean, so in the playoff final against Preston, I mean, where does that rank in the terms of the biggest games of your career? Um, it's probably the biggest, I'll be honest. Wow. Um, imagine, you know, it's, it is one of them. And if you've obviously got all the, cause I know at the time, I think it was, you know, the finances weren't great at the club and it was in a bit of dire straits, I think. And mm. we needed to go back up for, you know, from a financial point, just from a club, really. I think another season in the championship would have really hurt them. You know, even there's talking about administration, yeah. etc. Which is so you always got that sort of pressure to deal with. Then you've got the pressure you want to do well and do it for the fans and do it for yourself. Yeah, you've got all the family, a worldwide audience of how many millions. So yeah, massive pressure. But do you know what I mean? Pressure. I was. What did he say? Pressure can either burst a pipe or make a diamond. So <laughs> fortunate, fortunate for us, made a few diamonds, which was nice. Uh, and of course, like you mentioned your knee a minute ago, you, you were responsible for quite a nervy moment towards the end. You go up there, oh, you collect the ball, land, and I mean, what happens? Yeah, no, it was one of them. I think for the, I blame, I blame uh, Wardy and Anton, to be honest. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking with 20 minutes to go here, there is no way on God's earth, any ball in the box, I'm trusting them, I'm just going to come and catch it. Really? I'm not, yeah, this, were, I'm, were you I'm, a bit nervous I'm, about them at the time? Or? No, not at all. It was great. I'm only joking. Mm. They've been fantastic all for that, for that running especially. They were yeah. fantastic. Uh, and it was good behind them because I sort of could marshal them where I liked. You know, there was young lads and they liked being told what to do. Sort of great. Thing. So I marshaled them where I wanted them. It saved me a job, if I'm being honest. So they was great. But listen, I, I, that was always my dream to play in the Prem. And I'd, I'd spent 10 years, well, probably 14 years before that, you know, mm. building to that. to that, And didn't think it was going to happen. Obviously, I got the chance at West Ham. And it did happen. With 20 minutes left, I'm thinking, well, for the whole game, really, any ball comes in the box, I'm taking it. Yeah. And that one was a bit of adrenaline. I've gone a bit higher than usual. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not the cynic of people, so that, that extra six <laughs> inches of foot might have just took his toll on the knees. I've landed on the edge. I've, I mean, do do that movement like a hundred times a month, probably a month, really. Yeah, you know, you land it and you stick it, and just that time, I must have just landed it funny and managed to just absolutely felt like a turn on a landmine. Oh God, worst pain I've ever had. To be fair, and then probably. I mean, it would have been worse pain, I think, if Baezer had not saved the free kick when he came on. But yeah, he, he, he came on. It was I was I can remember watching it in the room at the back in the medical room and on the big screen felt like about two hours watching that free kick go towards him. Yeah. But he, yeah. he swallowed it up and did brilliant. He don't, he's not he don't get a lot of credit for that, Steve. To be fair, yeah. Um, but that it was a massive moment in the game because huge. If that had gone in, it would you know. But he, he, he bounced just before him and he stuck it. And that was it. We, we've we've gone on from there. We knew we was going to, but I think it was a long. I think it was nine minutes added on, or something like that. Ridiculous, seven yeah, minutes. Yeah, there was there was quite yeah. a bit of time. I mean, what was going through your head? Were you like well, the first thing? Were you like, oh, the pain, it's over for me? Was that the first thing that kind of went through your head? Well, yeah. I mean, I landed it, and it was just it was dragging it to start with. Honestly, yeah. they felt like it dropped off. And I think because what I'm doing, I knew I was close, so I'm head to the edge. I'm thinking, well, I just stick it, land it, keep the ball inside, you'll be fine. Yeah. As I've landed it, I've, obviously, as it's as my knees blown up, it's. The momentum, so I've got nothing to push off, so I've sort of carried on a bit outside the box. And I remember trying to just grab the ball, yeah, and tap it in. And by this stage, they're all going mental and that. But then, obviously, I've, I've shifted. I think I did get the ball. I think I clawed it in. Yeah. Um. And but then, obviously, when I've got it, my sort of momentum shift in my brain to thinking, oh wow, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so that was one of them. Then and, and then Johnny Green, the physio, was brilliant. He came on, and funny enough, like the pain sort of went subsided. I'm going. He's going. He's obviously done the test on it. He's gone like, yeah, he's shouting in the microphone or whatever. Got to come off, get the stretcher. And I'm going, no, nah, John, John, give me a minute. I think I'm all right. I think huh? I'm all right. <laughs> no way I'm coming off in this. But to be fair, at the start of the game, 
I had a I had a groin shroud. Well, I shouldn't have played in the game, from being honest. Wow! But you try and stop me. There was absolutely no <laughs> way on God's earth I was not playing in that game. Yeah. But... So it was one of them. From the first goal kick, it was it was agony in my groin. But mm. I think I was just painkillered up and everything. I thought I'd get through it. Yeah. But didn't wasn't to know that something else ago, which was fifty times worse. <laughs> But one of them in the end. I think I think it was Mike Ryan as well. The ref gave me a yellow as I was going off on the stretcher. So thanks for that. <laughs> in the room, cheers. <laughs> Were you thinking it was red? Did you think in your mind, oh, well, that's I it? Can, I, do you know what? I never did. To be honest, wow. it, it would have been the harshest red card of all time. Because yeah. I mean, I would, without it, I would have stayed in the area. Yeah. But obviously, when the when the league goes, I've got yeah. nothing to do. You just carry on. I went. I was that high and that, that. I think I was going that fast at the time. Yeah. If I stuck here, I just stay inside. Not a problem. Yeah. Um, Mm. But obviously, when it's when it's collapsed, that's that's what momentum took me out. So it would have been the harshest red card of all time, I think. But, and, but yeah, go on, sir. I think that, I think their fans, as I was going around, was was uh, was wanting a bit of that. I think they said in a few unknown certain terms. To be fair, yeah. <laughs> uh, back in the day, you didn't quite have as many cameras, so I might be able to get away with a bit more. <laughs> 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 um, but of course, it all ended happily on the day. We won. Bobby Zamora got the goal. I mean, it, you had this knee injury. How much did it harm your kind of celebrations of, the, of that? Well. That was the thing. Was uh, obviously speaking after, and I could see John, the doctor, whispering, you know, and like, shaking their heads. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's not great, is it? <laughs> but then he's come to me and said, right, just ice it all night, strap it up. They didn't even want me to go out for celebrations. I went, well, look, I'm going to crawl out in a minute. It's <laughs> not. So he's put the biggest bandage on me ever. And then I think it went on Ludo. Obviously, went on Ludo's back then. He, he took me out to start with, then Ludo went, get dear. <laughs> <laughs> I was about, I was higher than I jumped there, to be fair. So if I had a fell off his back that time, I think I'd have done it again. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, uh, so afterwards, like they said, look, have a couple of beers with nothing mad. Um, keep the ice on it all night. Go to the celebrations, obviously. Yeah. And a big part of it, but you need to keep it up on a table. Keep it high, oh, keep it on press. Yeah, it got to about 11 o'clock. I was uh, singing Angels on the karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think I helped it that much. <laughs> it was one of them, I think, oh, I'm just going to enjoy it. And yeah. A couple of days later when I sobered up, we had the uh, we had the, uh, the open top bus, which was fantastic. But by this yeah. stage, I spoke to a few people and they, they know, I knew I was in a bit of trouble with the knee. Uh, so I wasn't in the greatest of moods. It was a bit, you know, it's a bit of sweet, really. You know, you, yeah, you're buzzing yeah. and you want to celebrate. But the lads, but now you know you could have a career-ending injury here. Wow! So wow. it's one of them. But uh, I've got the open top bus and everything, and the family was all there at the time. Great! And I remember going, look, I'm not in the mood to go on it. <laughs> I'll just wait here for everyone to get back. And Johnny Green was the one who just said, look, listen, forget about your knee for a bit to the day at yeah, least. Yeah. This is a once in a lifetime. This might never happen again. Do you know what I mean? Mm. You've got to get on the bus. So I did, and I sat at the back to start with, and I, I think I. As we pulled out of where we did, and you see the sea of claret and blue, and about 200,000 people lying in the streets, I was back, straight back up the front, <laughs> which is in the air as the end. Well, you say you, you fulfilled that dream of yours to play in the Premiership the next season, and what a season it was. Um, but obviously, there was a lot more competition in the team. I think Rob Green and um, Roy Carroll had joined at that point. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that, I mean, obviously, I was out for well, a year. I mean, they, I think they sort of thought that was me finished, to be honest. A wow. lot of people did. Um, and four or five months in I was proving them right because you know, I'd sort of I knew I wasn't going to play in my head. I'd lost my head a little bit Yeah. I was enjoying the, the trappings of Essex and obviously everyone down there is a West Ham fan they're great yeah. isn't it? <laughs> everywhere I went oh Jim has a knee yes yeah, right yeah <laughs> yeah what well, was that oh I'll have champagne with you yeah of course I will <laughs> <laughs> so I was yeah I was enjoying that side of things and I think John Green had got the sack at the time wow because him and Paz had fell out and the new physio's coming it was okay but there was obviously interest in the lads that were fit, which is fair enough. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, being honest, went off the rails a little bit and it was it was a moment I came, we'd, we'd been in La Manga and I think Pards had took us for a bit of banter for the yeah. lads. Um, so after a three or four days on the piano bar, <laughs> second, <laughs> literally on the piano, in the piano bar, doing the singing, I've come back with my knee like bigger than my head and thinking, oh, I'm up for it. I went to see John Green again then and he just said, look, I'll be honest with you, if you don't crack on now, that's you done. Wow. He said, you still might be, but if you start, crack on, change your lifestyle, change everything, gym at six in the morning, do everything for your knee, you might have a chance. So then oh, we'll wow. sort of hit home and I'm thinking, well, I've not, I've not come this far to get to the Prem. Yeah. And then to blow it like this. So it was one of the moments I hit home and did, to be fair, change it round. I was in the gym with him at six in the morning. I'd go into the ground after that. Wow. Didn't work with physios there. Go back to John in the afternoon. I was tucked in bed by seven, eight most nights, knackered to be fair, but yeah. that was it, the focus was on that and 
I came back. Um, yeah, that, I mean, the goal was to play in the Prem. Yeah. The lads knew how much I'd gone through, to be honest. And when I played the first game, it was buzzing for me, although it was Portsmouth for home. And I got a round of applause before the game. Paul has gone up, come back in great shape. We didn't think we'd see him. Welcome back. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so thank you before I got a round of applause. Welcome back. I went, all right, sack the applause. Let's just go and win the game, yeah? 3 0 down at half time. Uh-huh. Game off. Wanted to fight everyone. <laughs> Paul's like, all right, Jim, welcome back. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I think we lost that one 4 2. So, all right, it was great that I was back, but I was good to more than we'd lost the game. Yeah. In the manner we did. But then I think we played, played a couple more after that, which was great. And obviously, we had the, the FA Cup, which. Well, of course. I, I was, yeah, I was so getting to Paul's head. <laughs> to, be, to be fair to Shaka, he played every he played every round. It was fantastic, that you know, because I think Roy got injured, so they brought Shaka in as well. Mm. I mean, Pars was great that year because it was going to bring someone else in in January as well, right? Because they had Steve Shaka, and I think I don't think Robert signed one. So it was Shaka and uh, yeah. Roy, so they needed a little bit more cover. Really, that's a look past. Promise you, I'll be back for February. Don't get in one, please. So he he backed it a little bit. Wow. Um, and then he got to got to the semis in the final and before the final I can remember knocking on his door going on the, like, the start of the week going listen this is fate Pons he was a big believer in it this is fate. It's, a year, it's a year to the day I done my knee everyone thought I was finished I'm back at the same spot it happened this is fate you've got to play me you've got to play me hmm. this is leading up to and I was doing well at the time as well really enjoying football fittest I've ever been and he called me in on a Thursday and it was one of them it was 50-50 I'm thinking just play me play me yeah. play me and he's gone, look, I have to go with Shaka. I'd, oh. I'd kill him if I didn't. Yeah. He's played in every round. Um, and to be fair, Shaka done well. I, I understood what he was saying, but I still told Pauls after the game, which didn't go down too well, I would I would have changed history, definitely, because that was my game load down from 40 odds. <laughs> <laughs> do you think you would have said, had you been in goal, do you think you would have stopped Gerard's shot? I, one million percent. Really? Yeah, really. Oh, That's a... why I'm even more devastated. Oh. He, wouldn't, he wouldn't have been Gerard's final, he'd just been a West Ham win. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the Walker final. Um, oh, it would have been lovely. But then, you know, then things happen, it's, it's, it's fine margins, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you, so you were at West Ham for like another three years after that FA Cup final, yeah. and, and you were around when, when things kind of went wrong for Pardew as they are now a little bit. I mean, yeah. what happened at the time to kind of lose that no, team spirit? It was a strange one, really, because he had the he had the change room to be honest, and the lads quite liked him, and it's just a couple of things that a couple of the young lads who'd done so well um, was just just sort of losing their head a little bit and letting the letting it get to them and they were not concentrating on the football as much involved in everything else off the field oh really interviews and yeah, everything yeah. and we're like nothing like that nothing dodgy you know, just you know like, yeah. interviewing every time listen keep your heads down concentrate on your football mm. this is what's got you to here don't just blow it now and they just and it was one of them and then when you started losing everyone started getting on top of them and I think Paris tried to protect him a little but it was uh, I think it came on top of him a little to be fair so it was just one of them in the end and we couldn't, we couldn't buy a win at the time yeah. So I think yeah, it was one of them, and obviously they thought the Curbs would do a better job. I think so. I brought him in. What, uh, yeah. I mean, what, was the writing on the wall then for kind of part? Could, could you tell? Like, did you think like he'd lost the dressing room, or was it? Not? No, he did not lost the dressing room. To be mm. honest, he'd not lost the dressing room at all. It was the lads quite, uh, lads quite like Pars. Yeah. Probably the best he'd been managing, if I'm being honest. Wow. But the results weren't matching, and yeah. we all know it's a results business. Yeah. Um, so at the time, it was. I think he'd lost the he'd lost the the board definitely. So they was yeah. waiting for a, a chance. I think a few of the fans were on the turn a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was. It was one of them. But I mean, I like Paz. I must admit, he's was, was a good manager. Hmm. Um, so we wanted to do well for him. It just didn't happen. But then, obviously, I think there's a lot of things going on. Weren't there? You know, the, the, the sort of everyone was together togetherness we had then. You brought Tevez and Mascarano in, it just changed things a little. It was great lads as well, you know, but it just changed the dynamics of things a little. Mm. And they weren't playing, then they was playing, and then he was getting sick off the board. Yeah. So it was one of them, it was just a culmination of things, really. But, you know, it was, like I say, that season again was turned out to be amazing at the end. Yeah, yeah. They were the last game at Man U. Yeah. So, like I said at the start, every, every year had something in it for me. That's why it's such a good time for me. Yeah. Well, uh, probably apart from the last one we went alone to Colchester which was a fantastic <laughs> time as well but not what I quite wanted to be doing <laughs> <laughs> um, so we saw that you were training with the keepers the other day so you're back down uh, yeah back down loved Boy. it loved every minute of it yeah but... great to be back it was um, how did that come how did that happen uh, well because well, I'm obviously goalie coach at Peterborough now yeah um, enjoying that role I must admit really good 
Um, and, and the chairman that I was said, look, and the manager said, look, you've got to get out and watch a few, you know. I, listen, you'd always think you're doing it right anyway, but it's great to go and see all the, you know, mm. and obviously to go and see the Prem lads, the goalie coaches there, it was great. So I spoke to Big Ginge, and I, I didn't know Martin Margotson, to be fair. I know, obviously, I didn't say hello to him, but not well mm. enough to ring up. I asked Big Ginge, I said, any chance you could have a word and see if I can come down to training? He was, he was fantastic, Martin. What, wow. what a, yeah, proper good lads. Um, great, he put on a great session for the goal as well. Learned a lot from it. So, and it was great. And I got, got to see a few of the old boys. I just got a Teddy weren't in. He was in the day before, but he weren't in that day. Uh, oh. So, did, did you yeah, see him? Da- did you see him down at Newbar on the uh, on the Friday <laughs> night? <laughs> <laughs> I see him. I see him. I see him. My mate's three cold. <laughs> put it down. Come here. Sorry, one second. <laughs> But that's what you get when you eat pepper, mate. <laughs> 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 you get pepper. Yeah, no, so it's fantastic. It's great to be back. And I, and I did go in the kit room. Pete, the kit man was still mm. there. He was an absolute legend. Yeah. And he uh, he kitted me out in the... in all Because I was just going to go... I watched, to be fair, Martin went, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm just going to take a few notes if that's all right. And he went, get your boots on then. <laughs> so I was kitted out in full West Ham attire. Wow, um, nice. I, I did take the Pete. I said, you, you do know. He went, Jim, don't even say anything. I know it's going. <laughs> <laughs> funny. Uh, l- last question. What kind of reaction do you get from Hammers fans now? I'm, uh, you, I mean, you're still a cult hero. So do people still recognise you? Fantastic. Really? Yeah, fantastic. Really good. I mean, it, listen, they've, gone a lot. They've, had a, they've had another playoff win since then, which I was at as well, which was yeah. brilliant. Um, you know, and they've had a few more seasons in the Prem, proper established Prem side, I feel now as well. So they've had a lot going on. It's gone on, gone onwards and upwards from from them, which is fantastic. Because I mean, I'll be totally honest. I'm not just saying it. They, they, you know, with them and Walter, the first first. Uh, no, no, don't eat that pepper. <laughs> <laughs> You'll just smell it then. But it's the same thing. <laughs> oh my god! So if my boy starts sniffing through the, your boy starts sneezing through the interview. Sorry about that. It's <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> hey, true, yeah. <laughs> no, so, so what was I saying there? <laughs> uh, so the reaction from West Ham fans these days. Ah, oh, no, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. First, first result I looked to. I still know, like, obviously King Nova's still there, and and Ginge and a few of the boys. I know Thompson yeah. them. So it's first result I look for. I love the club. I must admit, and fantastic time. And the fans have been fantastic with me. You know, whenever wherever I've been there, obviously you don't know, things move on, but they still they still seem to remember the, the stuff I did and. I enjoyed those who gone about the programme in the column as well, which I enjoyed doing. Yeah. Mr Kane, the lads, was fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, had a great time there and happy memories and always be happy for always. Great stuff. Well, very much reciprocal. Thank you so much for Good. your time there. Great memories uh, great. and thank you for your time this evening. Jimmy, thanks so much. More than welcome. I just want to my boy out now from, from his sneezing. No more pepper. <laughs> no more pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Cheers, Jimmy. Cheers and all the best, thanks. boys. Bye. Take, Take care. care. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, lovely quick, man. Quick word on Jimmy Walker. I mean, top man. Great yep. man. Yep. Inter- word, lovely. Lovely. Yep, lovely. Lovely man. Through and through. And an Essex boy. Interesting. I'd like to know who the players were. They were got a bit too big for their boots. Nigel, Nigel Mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing Nigel Mediocre do a interview in a barber's for Sky Sports around that time, going, yeah. you don't know what's happening behind the scenes. I was like, you, you chief. Yeah. Okay. And that was around the cup. That's, yeah. Well, then he cupped his ears, didn't he? Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Okay, so in other West Ham news, uh, David Gold has ruled out uh, an Andy Carroll sale in January. Um, Russ, he's almost a forgotten man of West Ham at the moment. I'll put that to you. He is, but that's only because we seem to be scoring goals at the moment. Yeah, that, that rarity of a West Ham thing, we're scoring goals. Yeah. But I don't even know what, what... I don't think it's a conversation, really, that anyone's having, is it? Because yeah. is it just like meaningless paper talk because there's absolutely nothing to talk about at the moment <laughs> so they're just like let's make up a shit story about Andy Carroll at West Ham yeah like we, we, why would we ever sell him on the cheap like what what would that serve we don't, we're not like hard up for cash at the moment so like why yeah. are we selling him this story has emerged because someone tweeted David Gold saying would you if you were offered 10 million pound for AC in Newcastle would you accept it and he just said no I wouldn't no. shut it down I mean what, what, what are your Andy Carroll thoughts um, Apart from his bird, who, as we all know, is lovely. Um, I th- what a great option to have. Exactly. You know, as yeah. a second, we've we say we've the only money's ever, there. We've invested. Also, in we say we've only ever got one plan, Plan A. Yeah. Suddenly, we've got Plan B and C. Like, and C. We've got loads of. Plans. You know, why don't we have options? Plans Instead of saying, oh, let's not play Carol. Let's not do this. Why not have him as an option? Yeah. What brilliant player to play on against? Exactly. Against a team like Southampton when you're struggling to to get past them. Suddenly, you're going to he takes yeah. defenders out of the way. Yeah. 
you know, he's him and a fast, but him and Valencia up up top. I say up top could be a dream. Yeah, exactly. Iron Views said something last week about Andy Carroll. And he was like, "Oh, he's not very good with his feet," but I feel I like he is. Yeah, for a big guy, he's got a lovely touch. It's <laughs> <laughs> lovely. You no, know, I think it's in fact a fat. A, who a Spurs fan said to me, "He's really good." Yeah, I the think he's all right. With he's got feet. a good touch. It's, it's like... Iron's view oh. is high on meth most, <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> Your replacement. <laughs> like for like. He didn't mention Big Bummer's House 2 once. <laughs> I know. Or Arthur Fowler's Christmas Club. Or use the word lovely every too other soon. sentence. Too soon. Um, do you think we just whinge too much as West Ham fans? Do you feel like it's just like... we've got? I think all football fans do, don't they? Yeah, I yeah. think they do. But, I mean, he's been injured for a long time. Yeah. But when he's played for us, when has he ever played badly? Yeah. No one's ever gone. Oh, we had a real shit game today, didn't he? Like, bring him yeah. off. He like we were all so happy when we signed yeah. him on yeah. a permanent deal. There wasn't one West Ham fan that was like, oh, I'm not sure we want to keep him. We all yeah. wanted to keep him. We're all delighted. We gambled. Yeah. Unfortunately, it didn't pay off. Yeah. But when he came back, yeah, he was playing really well. Yeah, superb. But like, what? I, I just don't get yeah. him Why getting sent off. Save kept us up yeah. last season. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it did. Arguably, Chico thanks, Flores, dickhead. I thought that was it. Chico. After that, actually thinking about kept that. us up. Yeah, he did. But because I just think, that, yeah, like, like to your point, what a lovely purpose. option to have to have him come in and, and trying to lovely. force his way. <laughs> I know it's just contagious, isn't it? <laughs> 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 it's lovely. <laughs> but him trying to force his way into like our team and have him Valencia, Sacco, Zarate, yeah. like. Yeah. How how amazing it's would him, that be? Him just when he jumps and his ponytail swings in the breeze, <laughs> just knocking defenders out of the way. It's a glorious sight, <laughs> like a salmon leaping from the strings. <laughs> uh, no, I, you know what? I feel really sorry for him because it must be horrible to be constantly injured. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I hope he comes back and hope he smashes it. Yeah, good, absolutely. Okay, okay, we're going to try and call Andrew Quinn now. Let's see if he let's see if he picks up the phone. Talk to the Kiwi Hammers. He we, will he pick up, James? We had Harry Redknapp on last week, and he didn't pick up. <laughs> Maybe Quinn is with uh, and Harry. Yeah, this is an exciting new segment of the show where we we speak to different Hammers clubs around the world. Now, James, it's fair to say that you're not necessarily a fan of this idea. <laughs> I'm a fan when I answer. This is the third time, Quinny. All right. Well, so, we... hello. Aye, aye. Here he is. Welcome. Ah, gotcha. To, welcome to the show. Thanks for answering, Andrew Quinn from the Kiwi Hammers. How you doing? <laughs> Very good. And yourself? Yeah, oh mate, two nil up. Um we're two nil up against QPR, we're absolutely loving it here. But um so there's a few things we want to know. Firstly, what I mean the yeah. Kiwi hammers, how many of the how many of them are there? Uh if you go to the Facebook page it's probably about three hundred and sixty members, but they're so wow. spread out over New Zealand. Oh, really? Half the population of New Zealand. <laughs> out of four million. Yeah, <laughs> and um, so how many do you typically? What do you, I mean, how does it work? Do you get together and watch the games together? Well, it's it started off. Uh, it, it's been going for quite a while because the uh, supporters club, based up in Auckland, run by um, uh, some bloke up there. I can't remember his name. He's no longer um, uh, he's no longer active. And then Nick Daly started up a Facebook page after 2012 promotions yeah and ever since then it's just been growing and then when the when the um tour was announced people just seemed to come out of the woodwork from nowhere oh, really? but, oh, wow uh, i reckon there's i mean hemisphere's been over here for you know quite a while they were established over in australia right but over here it just seemed to uh, come together for the for the uh, new zealand tour oh wow so do you have like a specific venue that you watch the match you go to a specific venue to watch the matches together well, it used to be. It used to be the back half in the middle of town, but um, that was for 2005 um, promotion. And right. then, um, well, they closed down. That was an old Irish pub. Now we're using the Green Man. So, right. yeah, we do have, um, I think they have a couple of venues up in Auckland. Yeah. And, of course, we use the um, O'Hagans up there in the uh, Auckland Viaduct Harbour. David Gold came along. Oh, wow. Had a good old sing-song. You probably saw it on West End TV, didn't you? Uh, yeah, saw pieces of it. Um, but so I mean, um, so how how can fans in New Zealand get West Ham fans in New Zealand like get in touch and get involved with the Kiwi Hammers? Uh, first thing is uh, get on Facebook. So um, get an invitation to uh, Kiwi Hammers. I think we've got a Twitter page. Joe Fowley looks after Twitter page. Nick Daly looks after the Facebook page. Um, get on Facebook, you see all the events that are posted when we have get-togethers. We're planning one for um, uh, Labor Weekend here on the 25th for the Man City game. 
So that's an early okay. kickoff, which is a reasonable time for us. And we'll watch that at uh, quarter to one in the morning down at the Green Man. Lovely. So, yeah. Wicked. I mean, so like last question. Obviously, West Ham come over for the pre-season tour. Like, uh, I mean, just I mean, I mean, that's the ultimate, right, for the Kiwi Hammers. It doesn't get much better than that. No, no. But you know, life as a West Ham supporter, it's never, yeah, it's never straightforward. So yeah, <laughs> two lo- two losses after it, but we didn't mind. You know, we yeah. we saw the game, the crowd enjoyed it. Um, some of the boys that came over from. Um, um, Bruce, when they were doing twist and shout for the whole of the second game when we wow. weren't even playing, so oh, phenomenal atmosphere. Wicked. Thought about supporters, eh? Very, yeah. Very, very quickly, Quinny, um, how are your how are you enjoying this season? Oh, it's just it's like going back to the eighties. You know that time when we were we could almost beat anyone, and um, you know having the shirt the same colour as the eighties. So I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm telling you. Okay, and you are on side with Sam. You on side with Sam Allardyce? You still a fan of Sam Allardyce? <laughs> well, I don't belong to uh, Fat Sam out campaign. <laughs> right. I'm reserving my judgment. I'm reserving <laughs> my judgment. We'll see how he goes. See how see how Christmas runs around about Christmas time. He's still only got the end of the season, though, hasn't he? So, yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. Yeah, I, I like you. judgment. I didn't call you de- uh, deranged, by the way. I uh, deluded. deluded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you knew his next question. You read his mind. He's so, got it ready on his so phone. The quote and from Andrew Quinn is calling me deluded for backing Sam. How can you be positive about a new season when our preparation is shit? Oh. You spelled hey. shit wrong as well. <laughs> yeah. No, I, think I used the uh, exclamation mark. <laughs> that was on the back of the um, that was on the back of the New Zealand performance, though. So yeah. we were pretty down after that. Yeah. I know. Do, uh, do you think uh, Winston's going to stay? Do you have any insider New Zealand really. knowledge? Well, seventy-five thousand pounds per week sterling—it's an awful lot of money. But I mm. think he's worth it. I think we ought to keep him. So we mm. don't want Arsenal or Man United to him. I hope he. I hope he signs. Excellent. Yeah, we do too. We David, David Gold seems to be confident he's going to get his signature, so. Yeah, fingers crossed. Cheers, Quinny, and good luck to the Kiwi Hammers. Thank you for joining us. Cheers, mate. Lovely. Thanks for the call, guys. Good Cheers, luck. Bye. All the best. Okay, let's talk about predictions. So we know we have uh, Burnley on the 18th of October. Um, there's not going to be an episode next week, is there? Because we're in the international break. International break with no international hammers. With no international hammers. Waste of time. Um Burnley away, Russ, what are you thinking about it? I feel like we do all right there. We did all right in the League Cup last season, didn't we? We beat them. Yeah. Matt Taylor scored, didn't he? I think with Jenkinson back, he'll, he'll probably get injured anyone under 21's yeah. duty. Mr. Glass. But our back four looked looked good, I thought, yeah. um, on Saturday. So I think if we can sort of like, solidify that, yeah. easy for me to say, um, then... I can't see why. At the moment, I kind of feel like we're going to score. Yeah. I, I've got this weird... We're dangerous, don't we? Yeah, we look dangerous. And, you know, Song just like added that bit of class. So I don't hold the fear. So I'm going to go 2-1 West Ham. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 2-1 um, West Ham. We'll score first. Well wow. equalise. Yeah. Well, that's very specific. There you go. Very specific <laughs> you go. guess. Put a bet on it. <laughs> <laughs> I always feel like we're a newly promoted team. Like at this stage of the season is when you start. Like they always have a, a nice early run at promoted teams. Yeah. But it's it's not in the glamour fixtures. It's like West Ham at home. Prob- that's when you start yeah. dropping points. And the I problem think, is they haven't won yet, have they? Have they? <laughs> so it's just like obviously they're just they're, they are like rubbing their hands they're waiting like for going, West Ham. Oh God, going, it's a winnable game. <laughs> It's a winnable game. <laughs> We're always ready for the fall, aren't we? Yeah. So yeah. they're ready to give like a debut to about five new players who will all score. Yeah. And Who's then... their most dangerous player? Burnley. I'm not sure I can name many. But <laughs> I don't really, uh, do you know what? I couldn't name you a single. My Burnley mate's a Burnley player. fan. Does Shane Long him. play for? Does Shane Long play for them? No. He went to he went to uh, Southampton, didn't he, Shane Long? Well, yeah, Southampton. That's a weird signing. No, it was like twelve million. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was twelve. That's my, my only knowledge of uh, Shane Long. <laughs> I mean, well, okay. Let's have a look through Burnley. Let's have a look through Burnley's current squad. God, that's what we got to. We're looking at Burnley Wikipedia. <laughs> this has had twelve hits. Michael in Duff 12, in twelve years. Michael Duff, great player on like an early version of Championship Manager. Michael Kiteley. Damien Duff. I mean, these this team. Nathan Chaloba. I mean, this this isn't a good team, is it? Stephen Reid. <gasps> Matt Taylor, number 15. Uh, of course. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. Matty Taylor, he'll score off his ass. He'll get a good He'll be playing right back like he did for us. So. <laughs> <laughs> last, last Christmas. up front. Star striker. <laughs> Who plays up front for them? Uh, Danny Ings, Sam Vokes, maybe. 
Ashley Barnes. They're down as forward players. Um, so James, they're going to beat us. Aren't they, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? Uh, I would like to think we'll. Why can't we continue? I'm going to keep positive. I've been positive the last few weeks. Uh, I'm going to say we'll win. We might have a really lovely run between now and Christmas where we suddenly are pretty much safe before yeah. Christmas. Imagine that. God, Just lovely. close your eyes and imagine it. <laughs> <laughs> put, your, put your trousers back on Christmas and imagine it. Amazing. Yeah, I'm feeling quietly, quietly confident about Burnley. We're playing well at the moment and I think we could get something up there. It feels like that kind of northwest region, like even Wigan. And things like that. I've got, but in Blackburn, I've got good memories of us doing them. Like, even though that's mental, because like that Wigan game, Wigan, as a team, I always feel like we beat them. But when no, you actually look at the records, yeah, I was there. <laughs> when you actually look at the that's records, glorious. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we always do, do another well. when they relegated us. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great day. Were you in the lift with Adam Grant? That was, uh, <laughs> yeah, the lift. That's funny that day. Well, it wasn't funny, it was awful. But like, that was the first time I'd heard a C bomb loudly chanted by the like everyone was calling Avram a sea bomb and it like the whole stand and that's the, few, the one of the few times I've heard that dropped what time to be alive <laughs> but Burnley you know 18th of October I think it I think we can uh, think we can turn them over uh, or it might be a miserable nil-nil in the cold and rain yeah great that's what I and, then you'll be, and, then at, and then at 5pm you're going to be at Burnley with a four hour drive on your hands yeah. um, let's talk about um, with syphilis <laughs> call from a no it's tuberculosis up there isn't it oh, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I was suggesting the night before actually was <laughs> um, riddled quick word on Alex Song's shorts Russ you just said uh, the, as I've seen <laughs> we, we've yeah. seen today lovely. Yeah, lovely he explained shorts. why he rolls his shorts up and it was like a superstition yeah but right? we, we just <laughs> we don't know if it's what one it is yeah, is it superstition or is it he rolls them up just because he likes the fashion I think we all agree that he, he does it because he looks nice I think. Yeah. but then it might be part of a superstition yeah I mean his Instagram is crazy isn't it with like God, his fashions him and Coyote just Coyote ugly yeah <laughs> something I learned today which I didn't know is that Rigobert's song is his uncle did you yeah. Did you know this yeah he's, the, know sec- this? he's the second best song to play for West Ham <laughs> <laughs> um, and five goals in five games we should mention Sacco yeah he's playing out of his skin isn't what he, a hero I know yeah, I think as well that's kind of taken a bit of the pressure off of Valencia because no one's really talking about him not not having like scored beyond that like wonder goal. I'm not saying that wonder yeah. goal was amazing and he's yeah. played really well, but you know no one's saying like oh he's only got one goal so far. Yeah, which is I just love the movement. Mm. I just love seeing them. Uh, you know he causes problems. They both cause problems because they run at defenders. Yeah, and yeah. even when Valencia's work rate is outstanding because mm. even when he loses a ball. Like he chases yeah. him down. He's like a terrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. What did I come up? He's a firecracker. <laughs> <laughs> just fills you with confidence, doesn't it? It's yeah. Just like, uh, just like, yeah. It's like whenever I've played on foot on a football team with a really good player. Yeah. When you see them just grabbing the ball and running around, you're like, yeah, yeah, come yeah. on! Like, like you can see that as a fan, I think. Like, yeah. But and they're, they're just anticipating the second ball as well, aren't they? Yeah. So like any shot or cross, they're just there anticipating it to drop to them. Yeah. And, like, that's like, like the instincts of a good striker. Yeah. And even Downing, dropping back, like so much confidence. Yeah. Whenever we get a ball to back, he drops the centre-back position to pick the ball up. What confidence? Yeah. Do you think, I was wondering, I was thinking the other day, do you think Downing is kind of becoming better because Mark Noble's not playing in that position? Is he kind of, yeah, well, is he getting on the ball more because yeah. Noble's not there to I, pick it up I, from the defence? I, I mean, that... By no means is a criticism of Noble. Because yeah, I he's not him. that kind of player. Yeah. I'm going to boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he comes Noble back comes into the team. team. I'm booing. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he's played outstandingly for the under 21s of development squad. When Andy Carroll, when Andy Carroll comes back, I'm going to boo him. Yeah. I'm going to boo him to the Olympic Stadium. I mean, unless he's proved his fitness. By being outstanding in yeah. more than one match. Unless <laughs> he shines for the under nines. <laughs> that red card he got in a, in a school match in 98, I've never forgiven him for it. I don't know how he sleeps at night. I don't know how he pulls on a pair of boots. I can't wait to boo Noble. <laughs> uh, back to Downing. We've got a quote here from Sam Allardyce. I don't think there's anybody playing in heart midfield that is better than Stuart Downing. He was man of my match against QPR. The confidence is growing again in Stuart and he's showing his ability. He's mm. a different player this year. I, I remember brilliant. once, James, you said you were done with him. <laughs> and now like... That's not true, is it? <laughs> well... We've got it on tape. I'm done with him. Chris Skull, I'm done with him. Quote, unquote. Um, but he's, this season he's playing... So it's your knowledge better. of... Uh, players and their form that I love the most what <laughs> yeah, what like my jilted I'm done with him <laughs> Reed. I'm done with that guy well you know you can't stick to these opinions <laughs> <you know. laughs> 
Every man is evolving. Yeah. Downing's got to earn the right to be on the pitch, as far as I'm concerned. If yeah. he gets injured and doesn't play enough for development squad outstanding, <laughs> I'm going to boo him. Yeah. <laughs> any any player is not. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just one. It's just one injury away from getting booed. Yeah. Thank you very much, gentlemen. What a show it's been. So much better than last week. Thank you very much, Russ, for joining us, making Pleasure. your debut. It's been a long, it's been a long time coming. Yeah, it's, I was um, waiting for the difficult season scare the way before I came in. <laughs> um, unless tra- here's the thing: if Russ doesn't come back, unless he's doing podcasts, play, doing excellent podcasts for other uh, companies. <laughs> When he before he comes back, I'm going to boo him. <laughs> he has to do outstanding. He has to go develop. He has to go to some developmental podcasts. developmental podcasts and get his fitness back. Um, yeah, I'm going to. You can boo him. you can monitor Russ's progress as he goes through the <laughs> developmental ranks on podcasts. Uh, what was your Twitter handle? Uh, Russ, Russ Willie. Russ Willie. Russ with, with one w- S. W I L L I in it. Uh, yes. Easy. And you can follow James. Call him deluded all day long. And you can do that by tweeting long as one. Uh, I want to mention someone, actually. So there's a a Hammers fan who's got in touch. uh, And he does emergency first... Well, he does emergency uh, training. It's first aid training, essentially. Um, And he does courses. And they use qualified firefighters, paramedics, and nursing staff to deliver all types of first aid training. So... Uh, if your company or yourself want to do some first aid training, you should get in touch. Um, and he's on Twitter at Emer Aid Training. That's E M E R Aid Training. Or his website is emergencyaidtraining.org. He's a Hammers fan. If you mention Long as One, you get 10% off every course. Uh, and that goes to charity. That's pretty good, eh? Yeah. That's a fortunate discount code. So they do courses for like nurseries and nannies and everything. And they do stuff in Essex and London. So help out a hammer. If you need first aid training, get involved. Excellent. Okay. Um, And you can follow Graham, the G-Man Howlett, on Twitter at K-U-M-B-D-O-T-C-O-M. You can go on the Knees of Mother Brown forum and the Facebook group. And you can follow myself, Chris, on Twitter at CJ Skull. And that's Skull with a C. C. Don't forget it. Skull with a C-U-N-T. Um, we're, off, we're off next week. Cause the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you dickhead. We're off next week. Go yes! happy. Yes! Look how happy you are. Yes! Look how happy you are. Whoop! Going Whoop! pathetic. Everyone's high-fiving me. Uh, and also, <laughs> also, you can get in touch with the show. If you have seen Christian Daily, it's the new feature that everyone is talking about. <laughs> Email podcast at kumb.com and put I have seen Christian Daly in the subject title. Uh, and we're off next week because it's international break, but we will be back after we've destroyed Burnley and, you know, just come home after that. Excellent. <laughs> let's destroy them. <laughs> come on, let's get back in the car and go home. We'll speak to you very soon. In the meantime, come on, you guys. Come on, you guys.